Hey, everybody. You would think I'd have some hot theme music or some sort of welcome back or, or even, you know, any kind of, you know, welcome back to 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 life and, and party and entertainment type of song, but I don't. But we're back. It is your boy, Eduardo Jackson, creator, founder of the Cinema Draft Game. We've left you for far too long. My apologies. We're back just in time for the winter movie season. And of course, I did not come alone. I brought my boy, your boy, crowd favorite, burgeoning DFM pro, Jay Devlin of the Mostly Sports Podcast to holler at you. Say hello to the people, Jay. Ed, great to be back on the uh, the podcast. The The break was uh, a little too long for my taste. I missed our little chats, but this is like oh. a little, we, were in, we were only in a boxing retirement. You know? <laughs> That's right. We were in a boxing retirement. We were in a rap retirement. In, a rap in, retirement. We got our system. We're back. We've made some shakeups on the dev side. So hopefully we'll get back to the game you know and love very soon. Stay tuned. Watch our social media. And also check your emails for when the talent pools for next week will go up. I have a feeling it will be sooner than you think. So today, in anticipation and celebration of our glorious return to action, just want to do a little micropod with you know with, with with our favorite the draft mom's favorite with Jay Devlin talking about our top three winter movies we're looking forward to. This is your winter movie preview. So you know since you are you know the guest, why don't you kick it off, Jay Devlin? And, and obviously we'll, we'll acknowledge the elephant in the room. Yes, we're all looking forward to Star it was Rogue One, the Star Wars story. It's at the top of everyone's list. We're gonna k- keep that one off for a special pod maybe later on. We're just going to talk about anything other than Rogue One that we're looking forward to this fall season. So you go ahead and do the honors, Jay. Give us give us your, your top one right now. Well, I'm looking forward to the re-release of Die Hard on any screen because I will literally be first in line because Die Hard is my favorite Christmas movie by far, hands down, followed by Love Actually, number two, and Best Man Holiday, number three. I just wanted to get that out of the way. <laughs> well, you know, you stole my thunder. You stole my thunder, Jay, because I'm actually doing top holiday movies next week with a, with, a, with a new special guest. You're more than welcome to join us, but I know you have your own podcast to run. <clears throat> but we're going to be doing that one next week as well. So if you want to jump in on that, we could discuss all those. Yes, well, I just wanted to give people – I wanted to give some context as okay. to what, you know, I like. Give <laughs> a little baseline. I mean, those are, those are my three favorite holiday movies. So that's what I look forward to. <laughs> movie, man. I want a little action in my life. True, I, need little, true. I need Nakatomi Plaza. All right. I need, <laughs> I, need, I need a little love. I need a love story. You know, I need a guy holding cue cards outside of a girl's door. I need Hugh Grant being weirdly charming. I have to admit, the love actually did surprise me about you, Jay. I, you, you got layers, man. You're like an onion. Let's just peel and then I want to celebrate friendship and I want to celebrate, you know, loved ones who maybe we've lost. Kind of like the best man holiday does at the end of that movie. So, you contain multitudes, my friend. <laughs> those, those are my three baselines. So that being said, I am strangely looking forward to the action part of my Christmas will be Assassin's Creed. Yo! Great choice. Assassin's Creed. Yes. Great, great selection. Yes. I'm looking forward to Assassin's Creed as well. Go ahead. Give us a little, little uh, breakdown on this. Why are you looking forward to Assassin's Creed real quick? Well, I saw the trailer recently, and it, it, it looks spectacular. I like all things ninjas and all things assassins and people doing backflips off buildings. And who's it? Michael Fassbender. That guy's amazing. Like, I, I love Bender, that guy. Man. That guy's never done a bad movie. Um, and like I said, like I like a little action, you know, during the holiday seasons, and that that like fits the bill to a T. And I think it's a sneaky movie as far as you know. I'm thinking it's probably projected open somewhere, 
in like the 18 to 22 million range. It's not a huge hit. It's not like Passengers coming out or or that the animated movie Sing or even Rogue One. Mm. But I just think it's going to be a sneaky popular movie because people like to escape a little bit, get away from the crazy families, the crazy shopping, <laughs> and just you know get lost in some Assassin's Creed. What do you think? No, we actually, I'm, I'm, I'm V lit as a, as a former guest for us used to love to say, uh, because it, it does look interesting, exciting. And I'm very curious only because I'm, I'm not like a, I'm not like a, an RPG game. I'm not like a, or what they call it? Like a, the first person or MMOPRG. I'm sure the gamers will get on me. I'm not like one of those guys who does, goes deep into the world. As far as I got was Legend of Zelda back in the day. But I do, I mean, I am very curious to see how, like, a video game, which, you know, video games are notoriously horrible movies, just terrible mm-hmm. movie adaptations. I'm very curious to see how they do this. And it's and having seen, like, I think the second trailer, which came out today or yesterday, it looks like it's going to be, like, you know, it looks like you know, once you get, like, a more idea what the story is besides all these cool, you know, movements, I, I think it's going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, and for me, holiday time always represents movies. Mom and I, we see a movie every Christmas, like after you know, at night after the presents are done. We've seen some weird movies, man. We've seen like we saw Django Unchained in Seattle, which is hilarious when you see a movie that foul mouthed and racially explicit in in a in a theater full of white people. It's like all this nervous laughter. And we've seen like um, uh, what was it? the Leonardo DiCaprio one, the Wolf of Wall Street. I mean, we see crazy shit. We won't be seeing this. But um, we definitely are looking forward to Assassin's Creed. I- I'm looking forward to Assassin's Creed. Just see if it cashes in on that, you know, on that action Jones I'm going to have when I see about, you know, five, ten movies over that two-week period. Yeah, I, th- I think, I mean, your video game point is, 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 is very valid. But I-, I will say this. People like my age and your age, maybe in their, you know, late 30s, early 40s, like, I don't associate Assassin's Creed with a video game. I, I just right. don't. It's not like remaking Mario Brothers or remaking Dungeons and Dragons. Like, those are iconic games that have been remade like 10, 15 times over the years. So people across many, you know, age ranges know what they are. So I think the, you know, I'm looking at, like, it's a standalone movie. It's not an adaptation of a video game, in my opinion. So. Sure, no, no, and, and if anything, I associate Assassin's Creed with dope trailers. I mean, trailers for, for these video games are almost as lifelike and just as good as movies, you say. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. So I'm going to jump in with my first movie, just take it off the board because it's such a gimme. It's Fences. <clears throat> I mean, first of all, anyone who knows me, you know, or he knows that I love Denzel Washington. I had, at one point, I collected all of his movies for four, like up through like 20, 2008 or something. Uh, this Fences, I mean, August Wilson, you know, he's American treasure. And actually, you know, the big speech that you see in his in the trailer, or whatever, the whole, you know, I don't got to like you. That's the speech. Or that's the mon- one of the monologues I used to get into grad school for acting. So, it, you know, yeah. Fences is really, you know, dear, near and dear spot to my, spot my heart. My boy, Victor, uh, minority uh, shareholder in Cinema Draft, he had as probably the all-time goat speech I've seen of, of that Troy Maxson, I don't got to like you speech. Uh, as, oh, as well as when he has like his little illegitimate baby. That's, I mean, it's just so, so many memories for me associated with this film, uh, with this play, actually, that I'm very excited to see uh, what Denzel Washington does taking it to the screen. And it looks like pretty much word for word from what is just one of the greatest, you know, piece of literature in American canon. No pressure. <laughs> yeah, no pressure to offer you right there. No, that's great. That that that's a personal movie for you, being that you know you obviously did that. What'd you do? The monologue? 
Yeah, so I mean, I've, I've done. I think I've done the play, and I've I did the monologue like you know more times than I could count. I mean, uh, it's when I'm watching the trailer, parts of the of, of the speech come back to me and something. I don't become that annoying guy, but it's just funny seeing like all these scenes you see. I've seen played on stage, you know, maybe a dozen times, you know, by different actors and stuff being played by you know you know once again to use that word again, two of our American treasures, Viola Davis and you know the goat Denzel Washington and he's he's my idol I used to watch I used to watch pieces of his movies before almost every stage performance I had at the DePaul Theater School just to get me pumped up and I was playing like a cartoon dog or something so it's like it's like what are we doing here but he's he's an inspiration man even at 60 he's you know he I guess he's what they, what they call a cat daddy a guy over 50 who could get it <laughs> yeah he's <laughs> like suave and smooth and he's Denzel he's you know he's gonna bring all that charm and and Acting skill to fences, you know. He's certainly on. He's certainly on Mount Rushmore. That, yeah, that's 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 our that's gonna be Mom and I's uh, uh, a Christmas Day movie. It's a little traditional, but you know we're gonna go see fences. Looking All right, that. my second movie goes yes. along my uh, my theme of you know the loss of loved ones and you know kind of touching at the heartstrings and people coming together, okay. uh, much like the Best Man Holiday did. It's coming out. Are you going to fill every bucket for what you need? My three, yes. I'm filling okay. right. So Excellent. now we're going to go with Patriot's Day. Coming out in oh. limited release December 21st. Okay, Patriot's Day. movie where it reminds me of the great, the great uh, theologian Anthony Jeselnik. Mm, who, okay. Who tweeted out after uh, the Boston Marathon bombing that some lines were just not meant to be crossed. <laughs> especially the finish line very insensitive but very funny wow. um yeah right but no patriots day mark Wahlberg. one of my anybody who listens to you know your micropod and has heard me before shooter is probably my number one ranked uh tv movie of all time maybe not in Rocky yo quick Rocky. aside though the shooter series it's v lit fam i'm enjoying it i'm really enjoying it it's a little sacrilegious, but I'll, I'll definitely check it out. So that be I love all things Wahlberg. <laughs> if anybody has never seen Mark Wahlberg talks to farm animals on Saturday Night Live, Google it Im- uh, like immediately. It's one of the greatest things Saturday Night Live ever did. So I'm in on Patriots Day. I like all things Boston, great town, patriotic. Obviously, Patriots is in the name. Wahlburgers, <laughs> one of my favorite shows on A and E. Love wow. cheeseburgers. So I'm in on Patriots Day. Very excited about it. Looking forward to shedding a tear, probably. He is there for it. And, you know, and so I always feel kind of like, I don't know what the word is, but I always feel kind of a little angsty when I see movies based on real events that were, like, fairly recent. Like, I had this feeling, you know, when I went to go see Deepwater Horizon, I was like, look, they better not glorify BP or else I'm going to pitch a fit. And, and actually, you know, same guy who did, you know, who did Patriots Day did Deepwater Horizon, you know, uh, a treasure in the making, you know, Peter Berg, he, he's, you know, really good with like, with, uh, you know, action films, naughty thrillers with like morally complex people, et cetera, et cetera. And Patriots Day, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's another kind of, I wouldn't say it's a biopic, but based off true events, just like Deepwater Horizon and seeing what he did with Deepwater Horizon. I mean, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to this myself. I mean, it's not at the top of my list because I mean, my, my list is, 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 is pretty, is pretty long but it's it's in there like i'm interested to see what he's going to do with it because he's i mean for all of i mean he could be a totally different type of of director but he's chosen the smart he, he did he did friday night lights he did you know he's he's just a really solid you know uh, uh director and a, de- and a decent actor too who do you play in uh ballers like the the crusty old coach <laughs> yep 
Yeah, I mean, and those guys, those guys are a great duo. Peter Berg and, and Mark Wahlberger, oh, you know, yeah. they've done several films together. Uh, you know, they did, uh, the, what was the one with the, over in Iraq or they were in Pakistan? Yeah, Lone, yeah. Survivor. Uh, um, Lone Survivor. Uh, Lone Survivor, yeah, exactly. Lone Survivor. Great movie. Just like one of the many they've done together. I love Michelle Monaghan. Um, and like you said, like doing things based around live events is always a tough one because we know what's going to happen. Like I knew that boat was going to sink in Titanic. There's nothing <laughs> you can do to tell me otherwise. Right? Damn it. So, Spoiler. Yes, you're right. We know, we know a bomb is going to go off and, you know, we get to watch them catch these guys and we know how they get caught in the boat and, you know, that's behind the guy's house, but it's just going to be great. And I think, uh, I like that they didn't wait long to do it. It's still fresh in our minds. We remember it. Man, yeah. he's coming coming out to jerk your tears, man. I'm telling you, I teared up. I didn't didn't quite cry, but I teared up at at the Deepwater Horizon. Well, so you know, spoiler alert for those who are actually watching the pod, all five of you. Uh, but my next film is going to be Passengers, and and you know, if we're going by by uh, Jay Devlin's blueprint of of having at least one you know kind of love story on your plate during the holiday season. This is going to be it. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's too lead heavy. It's basically, you know, entirely uh, Chris Pratt and, and J-Law, Jennifer Lawrence, you know, trapped on this ship, woken up too early on a 120-year journey to another planet. And so it's mostly, you know, it, it's, it's almost like a play, really. It probably was a play in a former life. And it's just the two of them trying to figure out how to survive and, you know, and questioning life and themselves and all that kind of good stuff while falling in love as being basically the Adam and Eve of this spaceship. I don't know. I'm here for it. <laughs> it seems like it's going to be, you know, it's, it's got a lot of things I love. It's got sci-fi. It's got, you know, romance. It's got two good actors. You know, it's got, you know, a really high concept, as they say in the business, you know. Yeah, I'm here for it. Pastors, because I'm 21st. That's one of those movies where you watch the trailer and you instantly think that Chris Pratt is going to get divorced within the next eight months because a scandal is going to come out about him and Jennifer. Because <laughs> it was too hot. It was just them two, it's like just the two of them for like six months on a set. I know. <laughs> and it's just straight fire. You just have straight. Their chemistry is off the fucking charts. It's yeah, so sad. Yeah, so, I'm, 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 I'm with you on that. That movie it looks pretty interesting. Um, and the trailer. What I love about the trailer didn't give away too much. It just right. gave you like a little nibble. Wait, these people woke up 90 years early and they have and a robot. who are they? And what kind of people sign up to be frozen asleep for 120 years? You know, it's like there's a lot of questions. Yeah, I kind of want answered. Why do they leave? Where are they going? Why do they have the robot Westworld bartender? Uh, you know, <laughs> it's just a, a lot of questions. The cast is fantastic. Yeah, that movie's going to be huge. That's going to be a 30 million easy opening movie, maybe even more, maybe 35. Hey, y'all heard it here first. You know, get, get your call sheets ready accordingly. <laughs> so what's your next movie, Jay? Uh, my last movie, my third movie, is going to be my, my equivalent to Love Actually, like a, a beautiful ensemble cast with, with a lot of talent, like a very touching movie. You know, you're, you're through a journey of, of exploration of your soul and existential love. Uh, I'm going with Collateral Beauty. Not, oh. a huge, not a huge Will Smith fan, if we're being honest. I just think he's a weird dude. But he's a weird dude. <laughs> I love Edmund. I love Kate Winslet. Michael Pena is like the best character actor in all of Hollywood. Helen oh, Mirren is, Michael Pena. Yes. is the hottest old lady in the history of hot old ladies. Helen um, Mirren can still get it. Helen Mirren, you yes. can still get it. <laughs> she is the equivalent to what a cat day is. Whatever yeah. that is for a woman, she is that. Um, yeah. And Keira Knightley's in this movie. So it, it, it kind of builds a bridge between love, actually, to this movie and 
you know, just looking forward. It looks like a really nice movie. It's right in, it is right in Smith's wheelhouse. There will be some ugly crying in it. And, you know, by both the actors and the people in the, in the uh, theaters. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Like, it's just a nice movie. One of those you'll get out of it and you'll hug your girlfriend or call your mom or, you know, text a friend and tell them, hey, I appreciate you being my friend. It's going oh. to be a nice holiday movie. The, the, the onion layers just keep peeling. You know, we're seeing the soft side of JD. Yeah, yeah. And, and, I mean, everything about this movie is fine. I'm... You know, I'm fine with everything about this movie. My only concern is that it feels a little too precious. Now I'm gonna see it. I'm a support. You know, I'm I'm intrigued, and this does look like an actor's showcase. I'm just, it just feels really, really earnest. If it's one thing the holidays does not necessarily need more of is that kind of earnestness, you know, family type feeling. So I'm not, I'm not hating on it. I think it's gonna be fine. I'm trying to keep an open mind. I am definitely looking forward to to seeing it somewhat. But it's not like a movie that like. So, for example, so if it came out like this, this well, it's coming out next weekend. So obviously, it's going to take a backseat to Rogue One, but it's it's a it's a second weekend movie for me. You know, I'm, I'm not like in a rush to go see. Like it'll be one where okay, it's like one of those weird days. Like oh, it's the 23rd, and I'm home in Seattle or whatever, and it's like uh, it's nothing to do. Let me go see a movie. Let me go see two movies actually, and I'll pay for one. and I'll sneak into this. <laughs> well, look, we're, I mean, I'm glad we're not talking about Rogue One because Rogue One is like that jerk in your math class in high school who <laughs> got a hundred and totally effed up the curve for everybody else. So like Rogue One is just on its own other little weird planet where it's going to open <laughs> at like what, 150, 160. Yeah. And you know, you're not going to, you can barely afford having one actor and then make a call sheet. <laughs> Those guys are going to be so expensive. So, Oh man. Yeah. I, I can, I only dread like just the, just the, the, the pushback I'm going to get from all y'all when I make these guys just like 35, 40,000. Ah, I can only do one Rogue One. Yes. That's the point. <laughs> It's just going to be gigantic. It's going to be great. Uh, you know, it's I guess what it's set right before the first Star Wars or Star Wars. Yeah, Wars, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's an anthology story. So, which are basically kind of be like one-offs in the Star Wars universe. It's it's based on the the guys who went to steal the plans for the Death Star. So yeah, yeah. set right before the first Star Wars. And you know, a little bit of a spoiler I read somewhere. I've been trying to avoid them generally, but I one slip through where basically it's going to be almost like a seamless connection between the end of this movie and then the beginning of A New Hope, which is like I guess Episode Four or whatever. So that's kind of cool. We'll have that kind of continuity and it's 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 a whole i mean i listened to a whole podcast about the other day about how uh, the, the watch podcast with uh, andy greenwald and chris ryan or whatever and you know I'm, I'm intrigued they're they're crunk i'm crunk can't wait you know but it's you know i almost don't want to know too much because it might take the wonder and the mystery away who knows um okay so my last film is definitely under the radar it is Hidden Figures. Now, it's not even going to be, it's going to be out in January for, uh, for sure. I'm actually, you know, glad it's going to be out this, you know, generally this holiday season, probably New York and LA uh, during Christmas. And then it says here January 6th will be more a wide release. And it's, I mean, I don't know, man. I'm, it's just, it's one of those, it's like a hidden gem. It's a hidden type of, you know, piece of history that not a lot of people know about. It's about the women who worked at NASA to help get, you know, the men on the moon, including Katherine Johnson, played by Taraji P. Henson, who was forever Bay. <laughs> and she, you know, yes. and they even had like an episode on Timeless, you know, another, Correct. you know, kind of low-key hit I enjoy with that great Star. episode. It was a yeah. fantastic episode. Exactly. You saw that, right? Yeah. I did. Yep. Yeah. I had no funny. idea. I had no idea who Katherine Johnson was. And then immediately like went deep dive Google style. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, 
I mean, it almost, it almost makes you want to rewatch Apollo 13 just to throw things at it. It's like, well, how, I mean, how could so many people so crucially be kind of cut out? I mean, as a writer, I kind of understand, but still it kind of sucks, especially when, you know, you know, we have to fight to get so much of black history shown appropriately. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. It looks fun. It looks good. They filmed part of that, that they filmed parts of that on my old campus. Like those, like when she's walking across, actually, let me see if I can back this up. There's a part where she's walking across like the parking lot. That was my old dorm room right there. <laughs> you know, they filmed that in Morehouse. So it's obviously shot in Georgia, in Atlanta. You know, um, you know, I love seeing being able to, you know, see where where locations are and everything. So I'm looking forward to that. And it's Taraji, and I like I like his I like uh, historical. There we go. That's my that's my dorm. That was my dorm right there. <laughs> for those watching, and and I I always look forward to like historical fiction, which is probably why I do kind of love Timeless, low key. I mean, we've talked about Timeless before. Timeless is great. Yeah, this movie looks great. I I really didn't even know it was uh I didn't hear anything about this movie until you just said it. Kevin Costner's in it too. I love Costner. Yo, what what is with Kevin? No, seriously, like like all in all seriousness, Kevin Car- Costner is is charging hard to like get a legitimate black card. I don't know what it is. In his, in his older, I mean, he's like, look, I made my money. I did my blockbusters. Now I want to do some personal shit. I'm gonna do this weird indie movie about adopting black children. I'm gonna do this movie where you know we're you know in civil rights in the you know 50s or 60s with you know these black women doing nasty. I mean, he's he's like seriously, like he's like a well-rounded human being. Like I really do appreciate when people from the dominant culture make efforts to at least connect or understand, you know, you know, uh, you know uh, minority culture. Like, seriously. So, big ups he's to him. Got, he's already got his Indian card, obviously. Yeah, you know? He's not he, he here to save the world, man. Now he's going to get his black card. Exactly <laughs> right. there, man. We, and we, he's like, probably going to go down and, like, probably do some Lucha Libre Mexican wrestling. Yeah, you know, hey, when you got when you got Kevin Costner money, shoot, you can do whatever you want. Great podcast if you ever if you ever go back. He did an excellent podcast with Timothy Ferris like oh, two really? years ago. Where he really was like got into the nuts and bolts of him like like his values and growing up and really great podcast. If anybody's looking for some deep dive on Kevin Costner. Okay, excellent. And so now to kind of uh, bring this in for a landing, to keep it truly a micropod, I just want to share with you all uh, the movies we're going to have in our in in our next uh, talent pool, which should be coming out you know Monday, no later than Tuesday. I'm going to try to get up to you guys as, as quickly as possible. And so we're going to have Collateral Beauty, Naruda, of course, Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Can't wait to see that. Uh, I, I saw one of the ones on this list, Office Christmas Party. I saw that today, and that was hilarious. You're going to enjoy that. It was hilarious. That, I, I didn't get to that movie, but I'm definitely stoked to see that movie. Oh, TJ no, it just, Miller, came out, it just came out today. You're, you're, you're in luck. It's, it's good stuff. Yeah, I mean, TJ Miller slapping Uber drivers just to <laughs> you know, get some, some press up for the movie. Great movie. Kate McKinnon. What is I don't I, I mean she she's my new crush, man. She she she's my new crush. She is hilarious in a very she, she's got this kind of understated, you know, hilarity to her, which I just really dig. I mean, I don't watch Saturday Night Live like I probably should, but every time I see her like on in on film, I love her, man. She's great in Ghostbusters, she's great in this. Um, Olivia Munn, you know, is hot and funny, and she, you know, it's it's, it's a really good film. I enjoyed it. You know, go see it. You'll laugh your, your tail off. And we're, we'll have some some platform films for you all. We'll have Jackie. Um, Allied is is kind of towards the end of its widescreen run at four weeks. 
Bad Santa 2, which I saw, don't recommend it. Moana's going strong. I mean, you know, we're going to have a nice wide slate for you guys. And Manchester by the Sea, I might have to check that out. Manchester by the Sea is getting a lot of good kudos. It's in limited release, or actually, oh, I got this wrong. I think it will be in limited release by the time um, uh, our thing comes out next week. So a lot of interesting movies to, to pick and choose from, a lot of interesting strategies. Uh, do you have any thoughts on, on, on preliminary pricing on some of these films? Like, like what, would, what would you price a Rogue One going to next week? Well, I would just, I can't, I probably don't have a number on the top of my head, but I would say this. I would make it so hard to roster just one of them that you would almost have to punt every other position. <laughs> because that otherwise, so, so you would or you would not? I, I don't know. What the, obviously, it depends on the pricing uh, and the projections. But that being said, it, the movie is just, like I said, it kills the curve. It almost makes it a nine-actor game the week it comes out because everybody's going to have one of them and it's going to be gigantic. And then whoever can fill the other nine spots better is, is basically what it comes down to. Cause basically you can't fade a movie that's going to make 150 million when second place is only going to make like 18 million. I don't even know what second place is going to be. <laughs> second place will be your, your boy collateral beauty most likely. <laughs> and that'll probably do like what uh, 10 million. I don't even know. I mean, that seems I don't see uh, it's 13 million is what that's projected to do. So oh, 150 million to 13 million. So you basically just have to have an actor and then it becomes a nine actor week. So it's, it's interesting because I mean, obviously, you know, we don't have any, any sal actor salaries up yet, but I, I mean, I would love to see another type of strategy that we saw. I think it was in week two of Dr. Strange where we had people just fade Dr. Strange entirely and win. Uh, mm -hmm. It'd be interesting to see if there's any, I mean, in the first week, you're right. You're going to have to have at least one of Rogue One. It's going to be annoying. And, and generally, I'm thinking somewhere in between thirty-five and 40000 only going off of precedent uh, last year when we were just in trial, closed trial phase and Star Wars The Force Awakens came out. And I think it came had some ridiculous $247 million opening weekend. I mean, yeah, Harrison Ford was 41000 he was going to cost you two-fifths of your damn budget if you wanted to roll with a headliner from Star Wars. You have to figure out the rest. Here, here it'll be interesting to see what we kind of come up with. You know, and obviously, we only set these after we see how the actual shakeout on Monday afternoon. Thank you, Box Office Mojo. And see you know, how everyone, you know, what, what some of the, the, the performance was from the weekend before. But yeah, I'm getting a feeling it's going to be in the in the mid to high 30s, you know. I mean, if it's in the low 30s, I'll be surprised only because it'll show that Moana is still going stronger than ever or something like that. But it's going to be the behemoth. And it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I mean, we'll all know that everyone will have at least one one headliner, if possible, from from Rogue One. It'll be what would be very interesting will be to see the just the scramble and the variety of all the different strategies around those other nine, like you said, to see how what people come up with. Correct. Looking forward to it, man. It's good to have the game back. I've missed it. And uh, holidays are upon us, man. I want to wish everybody a great, safe, wonderful holiday. Jay Devlin, Ever the Professional. Go plug your stuff, Jay. Uh, mostly sports. UBN Radio every Tuesday, 7 to 9. Catch us on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube, all that good stuff. Just throw mostly sports in the old Google machine and you'll find us. Excellent. And thank you all for joining us, rejoining us, your patience. You know, uh, while we you know get through this holiday season, glad to have you all back. Thank you for listening. Make sure you check us out at cinemadraft.co. That is cinemadraft.co, and all of our uh, social media, various versions of either at play cinemadraft or just at cinemadraft. We are on everything, and stay tuned. We will 
be coming back with you uh, with I guess I guess uh, Monday afternoon or, or, or Tuesday with our with our, uh, our weekend uh, review or something, huh, Jay? Or in whatever whenever you can you fit some time in your busy schedule, Jay. We'd love to have you. You're always added value to this program. Thank you, my friend. Much appreciated. I will definitely be back anytime you need me. Excellent, excellent. All right, y'all. Thanks for coming back, and we will see you at the movies.